0: Cake. Tiger, yellow and Hello, Welcome to AFLW One-Eyed Tigers and Pies, the podcast where we explore all things AFLW, so long as they're yellow and black or black and white. I'm Tony and I'm a One-Eyed Richmond fan.
1: And I'm Alexandra and I'm a One-Eyed Collingwood fan.
0: Nice to be back, Alexandra. Now, before I start... I've just realised I want to apologise to all the Richmond fans out there because it's got to be really jarring. When you log into what you think is a Richmond podcast and the first thing you hear is good old Collingwood forever.
1: (laughs) And as the person who put that theme music uh, together, who blended those mixes, I make no apology whatsoever. (laughs) Tone, if you want to start with Richmond, you can mix it yourself.
0: (sighs) No problems. Anyway, sorry about that. Please stick with it. There's more Richmond coming later on
1: definitely. Thank you to our 53 listeners.
0: Awesome. That is around about 51 more than I was expecting, given yeah. one, one of them I know is our dad. So, you know, <laughs> hi dad.
1: <laughs> hi dad. And mum as well. Mom,
0: yes. I figured they'd listen together.
1: Speaking of dad, I uh, was at the footy with him on Sunday and uh, he said, oh, I love the podcast. It was great. I'm really I was really surprised at how knowledgeable Tony was.
0: (laughs) Oh, damned with bank praise.
1: Well, yes, and then I said, what about me?
0: (laughs) Maybe he's not surprised because he knew how knowledgeable you were.
1: Yes, um, and that was his excuse. He said, I know what you know. I didn't know what he knows.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you very much to our 53 dedicated listeners. We love you all.
1: So, Tone, we're a quarter of the way through the season.
0: (laughs) That's unbelievable. We're two games in.
1: I know, I know. That could be a rant. Uh,
0: Yeah, yeah. We've got one of those later, but uh, yeah.
1: Two games in. um, Collingwood is no longer top of the ladder because of percentage with Fremantle, but we have won two games. We've won our first two games of the season. We've actually never won either the first or the second game of the season. So I can't tell you how excited I am.
0: That is excellent news for Collingwood. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I can't be quite so excited about uh, Richmond's progress so far. Uh, But you know what? It's a learning season. Sometimes I think this season is maybe not about the wins. And that's exactly what you say when you're on bottom of the ladder winless,
1: winless a quarter of the way through the season. Uh, yes, I think that you might just have to jump on the Collingwood bandwagon for this season. We've been flying under the radar a bit, but we the lid's officially off where we're, we're going to premise
0: I love it. Love the bold call. Are you you going to lose a game for the season?
1: No, we will not lose a game for the season. We're going to go through undefeated.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's get into the game reviews. And I think given the uh, relative importance of the two games and also the result of the Richmond match, let's start with Collingwood and Carlton this week.
1: I am so excited to start with Collingwood and Carlton. I mean, this is fantastic. It is the first time we've beaten Carlton. And it's the first time we've won at Prince's Park and it's the first time we've won a round two match. So this is a whole heap of firsts and I cannot tell you how excited I am about it. Um, I I try not to let football influence my day-to-day life too much because as a Collingwood supporter, that means you'd be very miserable a lot of the time. But I just can't tell you how beautiful it was to wake up on Monday morning and remember we beat Carlton yesterday.
0: That's a feeling that never gets old for any football supporter. And, you know, I actually think, I know this is a, a niche audience we're targeting here with this, but I reckon there's a lot of AFLW fans who share that feeling regardless of who they're for, except for Carlton.
1: <laughs> That's exactly right. And it was a beautiful game. Like it, it was it was really good football, um, particularly from Collingwood, but Carlton played some good footy as well, Um Collingwood was on the board within a minute. A beautiful passage of play down to a mark inside 50 and then a 50-metre penalty, which actually got us the goal. But still, it was great play going into there. We had all through the game, we had um, brilliant work through the midfields. I saw a stat um, earlier today that we've, in our games this year, uh, yeah, okay, in our two games so far, we've averaged double the number of handballs that we did last year.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting because one of the things uh, I saw in this game really compared to the uh, Richmond-Carlton game was just how much more there was about hand passing to the people running past like we saw Carlton do and a lot more kind of, I'd call it creative handball rather than, oh God, I'm in trouble, I don't know what to do with the ball handball.
1: That is exactly what it was. It was um, holding on to it until they saw someone who was coming past. But the thing is, there was always someone running past. We we just had this almost continuous flow of people in the right spot at the right time. It just it was beautiful, um, and I absolutely loved how I reckon everybody, all of the Collingwood players, were taking it on. There was hardly any um, stilted stop, not sure what to do with the ball. Every time they got it, they were looking up for what they could do next with it. Um, We got caught a couple of times, so we got pinged for holding the ball quite a lot.
0: Some of those umpiring there, they were were on that far too harshly. There was at least one scenario there, there there was a clear handball out, but the umpire was on the wrong side of the pack and they called holding the ball. And it's like, well, if you can't see it, don't call it, just let the game flow.
1: Yeah. And by the same token, I'm not gonna gonna worry about that too much because I'd rather they were having a go. Sarah Rowe got pinged for holding the ball when she was having a bounce, which mm. I love. <laughs>
0: well, I, I have no issues. I love that they've got the confidence to have a bounce because it is one of the things you actually don't see as often right now in the women's yeah. game is people actually you know, having the confidence to say, no, I am free, possibly because actually the pressure in the midfield tends to be pretty intense.
1: It really does. And the fact that she would take that on, she was like half a step clear of someone and she thought she'd take a bounce. I love it. It's great. Keep taking it on. Um, happy for you to do that. I've pulled out a moment, like this was the moment for me when I actually knew we were going to win and it happened in the second quarter. Um, so this is a real confidence boosting game. So we just, um, we'd... We had just, it was after we'd kicked the goal. So Sarah Darcy had run into an open goal, passed it off to Aisling Sheridan, who kicked the goal. And I was really happy about that. It was very exciting. I did kind of think it might be a fluke.
0: That was but... spoken like a true Collingwood supporter there. We <laughs> yeah. played well. Thought it was a fluke.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And then it went back to the centre. And like almost immediately from the centre bounce, Shani wins the ball down. Jamie Lambert, your superstar, bursts through the pack, emerges with the ball, kicks it straight towards goal, um, straight towards the goal like it wasn't at the goal, but straight down into the 50 aiming for Aisling Sheridan. She didn't take the mark, but she scrambled around, got a hand pass out to Jamie. Again, so Jamie has kept running through all of this and is still running past, grabs the handball, kicks to Sarah Darcy who marks 10 metres out, plays on and kicks a goal. Um, so yeah, that was in the yeah. second quarter, and it was just it was that moment of this is great. This this isn't a fluke. This is how we play now.
0: Yeah, and it's an exciting brand of football that um, there's, there's a real desire to play on and keep the ball moving and uh, and sort of get that get that running game and the outnumber going. I actually the moment I remember quite distinctly um, was a little bit different, but it was I think it was Benici. She's the one wearing the helmet. Um, yes. Yeah. She's so a legend. She got the ball, contested ball out on the wing, and under pressure, kicks a low left foot uh, pass and hits another calling player on the uh, on the chest about uh, you know on the fifty. And I thought that was really impressive, you know, well played. And then she did it again later on the other foot, and that was <laughs> when I thought I thought she was a left footer. And at which point I went, man, that she has some serious skills. That was some really high-quality, under-pressure kicking.
1: Britt Banishi has some huge skills and she didn't get a vote in the coaches' votes awards and I don't know why because she, apparently she was playing on um, Maddie Presparkis.
0: Well, Presparkis didn't do much, actually, and to be honest, Presbarkas, I felt a bit sorry for her because she really got beaten up. <laughs> like Getting tackled continually and always sore when she got up it was like it was clear that whoever was playing on Press Marcus really uh tackled her hard and didn't let her get uh much cheap cheap ball. Yeah.
1: Um so Brit is Brit is a legend. She's a very hard tackler and she's also she's tiny. Like she's I don't know how tall she is, but I've stood next to her and she comes up to my waist. So <laughs> <laughs> she's so tiny. Um she's so accurate, like everything I I there's a whole another rant coming here, but I couldn't actually get onto the AFLW app all all weekend in order to check the um, to check the stats. But I reckon she would have had seven or eight touches in the first quarter, and all of them hit their mark.
0: Yeah, um, well, the great she's... thing about short players is their hands are close to their feet, so it's really easy for them to get the ball <laughs> on the ground, on the uh, boot fast.
1: And the other thing is, she has German shepherds, and they're really cute.
0: <laughs> Love it. Speaking of which, uh, if I come back to your uh, beginning of a rant, because I'm going to pick up on it and continue to rant. I tried yeah. to get onto the AFL app to figure out what the start time game was for the uh, for the Richmond game. And I spent some time on there going, oh, Richmond Carlton. Uh, no, that's not it. That was round run around. Went to round two. Like round two, hang on, that's, that's not round two. We're not playing Gold Coast. And then I realized I was on the uh, the men's site, And it's like, well, hang on a sec. How do I get to the women's side? Here? And I realized on the mobile I was using, there was actually no way to change to the women's fixture. And it's like, well, why would I care about round two in the men's fixture when round two in the women's is right here, right now? Why is that not the default?
1: Because the AFL is run by men and they have no real idea what's going
0: on. <laughs> okay, so this sounds like we're about to get onto a rant. So maybe can we hold that till, uh, no. till the official rant section later on?
1: No, I reckon we should rant now Well, it's relevant. Okay, okay. Tell and me, and tell me what you think. Well, while it is top of mind, um, Collingwood have posted a thing on social media today, a really big, large 2020 kickoff, Friday the 13th of March, Olympic Park Oval, 6.30pm. And I tweeted back to them to say, hey, Collingwood, our 2020 season kicked off two weeks ago when we beat West Coast at Victoria Park. Did you miss it? Um, All of the men who are in charge of the AFL and certain football clubs um, just have no idea and they see the men, the men's game as what AFL is and women's footy is a sideshow. And until that changes, I'm going to keep ranting about it Um, (laughs) because it's really, really frustrating. And it's like everything that they do is half-hearted and crap And it drives me mad. And I've had this with Collingwood. I've actually had this with Collingwood for three years now I've been talking to them about. I had to ring them. I had to ring Collingwood after the first game. So the lockout game, Carlton-Collingwood, the very first ever game of AFLW. I'm there with my Bulldogs friend and she's proudly showing off her founding Bulldogs membership. I'm like, oh, didn't know you could get one of them, I had to ring Collingwood and say, why haven't I heard about this? And they're like, oh, yeah, we hadn't really got around to organising that. (laughs) The day after the match, well, the two days after the match when their office, three days after the match when their office opened again. So from that moment they have been on the back foot and they have been they have been com- completely hopeless. They didn't renew my, mem- my AFLM membership renewed the following year, but the AFLW one didn't. And I rang up and said, why not? And they oh sorry, mucked that up. So I get my AFLW membership. The next year it happened again and I rang them and they said, no, we're not doing a women's membership this year. So last year I couldn't be a member. I could not be a member of the Collingwood women's football team.
0: That, that's just weird because there are people out there, there's a huge supporter base who really want to show their support. And, yeah, a membership, we know games are free entry, it doesn't matter, but what it is, it's about showing you support, it's about showing you belong. I'm a, I'm a member so, of the Richmond women's team and I I will not get to a game this season, but I'm a proud member.
1: Richmond last year had more women's members than Collingwood did <laughs> and you didn't have a team.
0: <laughs> yeah and that's that's some um, that's a team that that doesn't get it and a team that does get it that's that's all there is to it for me this is footy full stop you know it doesn't matter if it's AFLW or AFL or whatever it is it's footy and that's what i love to watch and that's what i want to support
1: you're a legend don't <laughs> and i love to hear that and i wish there were more men like you as opposed to the um, the old white men with fragile egos who are scared of women being as important, as powerful, as interesting as they are.
0: So the only thing I've got is are we really going a bit too hard too early or before we've built up our network or do you think this is what fans want to hear? <laughs>
1: It's what I want to say.
0: It's what you want And That's kind of why we're doing this is so you get a chance to say it. Uh, Cool. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Rant rant over. But uh, AFL, if you could get your problems with your app sorted out and with your website, it would make it easier to talk about the football when we have all of the stats and stuff, you know, Look,
0: look, actually, the thing I would like to add to this conversation is something coming back to the original podcast, which really – really sort of rang a bell for me about how you really need to behave uh, with footy and it was something that um, they said is they realized Richmond uh, was not converting female members very well and they weren't showing interest and they said "Oh, what kind of event can we run to uh, to attract women to uh, join the club and the the response was well no you don't run an event you have to change every single thing you do to be an open and accepting club because otherwise you're not going to get female engagement and that that for me is the difference in attitude.
1: It is. It's. It's not. It's not any one thing. It's a cultural change, and it's an actual recognition and understanding at your heart that men and women are equal in this field. And I genuinely don't believe that Collingwood think that. I suspect that
0: Richmond might. Mm. It's pretty sad. It is. Okay, so which players did you want to identify from the game? <laughs> so
1: we had some standout players. Sarah Darcy up forward. Um, uh, she she was a legend. She was in all of the scoring, um, all almost all of our scoring opportunities. She really stood tall and she was great. Jamie Lambert's all class. She got 10 votes from the coaches' votes. Um, so she's had 10, like, maximum score two weeks running. So she's doing very well there. Um Stacy Livingston, I'm going to mention because she is a rock down back.
0: She she was the one I wanted to mention. I mean that effort on Taylor Harris was absolutely sensational. Did not give her an ounce of space, and then actually rebounded with the ball really well. So, actually, she would have been very close to getting my five votes. I have to say,
1: she I'd have put her up there as well. Um, so she's amazing. So she had a um, she's had a little bit of a. Hiccup after the game with her comment um, about Taylor Harris. Did you hear
0: that? I, I did. Uh, look, it's a dumb thing to say, but let's face it: footballers say dumb things sometimes. Okay, can we move on to uh, perhaps the Richmond game? Oh, uh, if we have to. Okay, look, um, <laughs> obviously massively disappointing uh, for us. There, it was a it was a much more open, uncontested game, I think, than uh, than the previous game and also the, the Carlton game. Um, I was really impressed by the movement in the forward line by Gold Coast. There was a lot of really running hard to open space and they really did hit up the leads. And I think it possibly exposed our defenders for pace. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, and I might have texted you to this during the game, there did seem to be a lot of, they were using the um, corridor a lot. Actually, both teams were, but part of me was wondering if that was a lack of pressure rather than actually
0: good game plan yeah potentially i mean good game plan to take advantage of for the lack of pressure but it certainly does raise some questions perhaps about richmond's midfield though if you look at the stats and if you just all you look at stats is disposals 250 to 190 marks inside 50 12 to 3 uh 12 scoring shots to eight we won the clearances they had more tackles. I mean, stats are not a great indicator of the game. I know that from watching the Richmond men's team, which continually loses stats and win. But <laughs> um, uh, I think it's um, a sign of um, Richmond actually should have won that game. We, you know, two two to two ten. I think it was. We had our chances and we we muffed it. Did you really?
1: I, you didn't look like you played better than them.
0: I thought in the first half, no, I Gold Coast were all over us. I thought our second half was significantly better, and in the last quarter, I thought we dominated. Personally, I really we were. Yeah, over, I, they did. They didn't get close, and we had a number of very good. I would say very very easy shots, um, and and you know only lost by eleven points.
1: Mm, okay. Okay.
0: So, um, I'll give you that. Yeah, so look, uh, if I wanted to just run through the players, I was impressed with Monahan again, um, just absolutely superb back there. Uh, definitely, you know, charging towards a uh, a BNF given she's a quarter way through the season and was best on twice for me for Richmond. Um, Conti was nice uh, to see her really get far more involved and take on the game a little bit more. Um, I, I would say the other one I want to pull out is is Campbell Grace Campbell really just wanted the ball got after it played smart did really well um and in the in the last quarter when we were dominating I think Bernardi was the person who really stepped up and took it on but oh my god just a little bit of kicking practice a little bit of composure and she could have had it out she could have been the match winner
1: yeah she could have been she used to play for Collingwood and she was great and Chloe Malloy said that if she could have anyone back in the side who's no longer there it would be her.
0: Oh, wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, so yeah. if she can play at that level, it gives me hope. Probably what gives me hope is um, in the last quarter, we played some football that I looked at and said, yeah, if we play like that, that's that's the Richmond football I'd love to see. Three minutes in the last, Monaghan, again, picked up a loose ball in the defensive 50. You know, pretty much it was a quick kick, but um, passed to Stahl, who took a good mark in the centre. And then straight away she wheeled around, drilled a pass 45 degrees down to Bernardi on the wing, who then drew the defender, hand-passed over the top to Frederick, who then did another 45-degree pass to Wakefield, who was about 40 out. She wheeled around and another 45-degree pass to Bernardi. Again, like with your comment, she'd kept running. She was 20 metres out and it was an absolute simple goal for Bernardi. Unfortunately, she she missed it. it. (laughs) But the play I looked at and said, if we play like that, that's the kind of football that uh, that will get us competitive with the top teams.
1: Yeah, it would. Uh, yeah, you just need to pull it together. And this really my only comment on the game, yeah, apart from you know you need to kick better. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not good enough.
0: Okay, so looking forward, we've got the ruse. I did manage to take a look at the Roos this week. I thought my mission for this week was actually to pay attention to our upcoming opponents so I could do a slightly more in-depth analysis. It's not going to be much more in-depth. I still didn't pay much attention to them. What I note is the Roos set up really well behind the ball. So one of the things we've been doing under pressure defence is just roosting the ball blindly out. I think that's going to be a real problem against North. They're very much set up there. Um, the other thing is when North scored their goals, there was some absolutely ferocious tackling in the forward 50. And they got some shots on goal that were that were difficult. There were some tight angles from, you know, 30 and 40 out and they, they drilled them. So I actually, I'm a little bit worried this week. I think our speed in the back 50 might be an issue and potentially North are set up to take advantage of that. So what are you looking forward to?
1: I am so looking forward to Frio playing Collingwood. Uh, top of the table clash. This is going to be amazing. It's over in the west, so Collingwood's traveling over to Perth, and they love traveling. I heard Steph Chotchi talking, our captain talking about that um, during the week, and love traveling, and it brings the team together, it brings the girls together. And when you think about this team, who everybody has other jobs, like this is their second job, so everybody has day jobs. Um, The chance for them to actually come together for a weekend, travel together, um, it's really cool. Um, They love it. Um, As if this team doesn't already work together well and have a great bond, I think we are going to smash them.
0: Well, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, Freo were incredibly impressive against West Coast and absolutely smashed them. Uh, So, yeah, I would like to uh, say you're going to smash them, but, uh, oh, gee, I think they're at home. Free are going to be very, very tough. Okay, bold predictions. Uh, So last week I said Frederick would take five contested marks inside forward 50. Now she took two marks total, and, uh, yeah, I think that's a fail for me. How did you go?
1: I totally count that as a fail for you, but I'm counting mine as a win. I said Sarah Darcy would kick three goals, and she didn't kick three goals, but she could have. She had goal assists. There was she ran into an open goal and passed it off for Sheridan to kick a goal. Um, she absolutely stood up, and I think she's been really ripped off by people not uh, not noticing that and not giving her enough votes. So, okay, she didn't kick three goals, but I still count it as a win because she absolutely stood up.
0: That, that was the kind of win like Richmond had over Gold Coast. You know, we won the stats and that's what's important.
1: <laughs> okay, sure. <coughs> All
0: what what have you got for this week? What's your bold so, prediction?
1: Okay, my bold prediction this week is Sharni Layton is going to be best on ground. Sharni is our ruck. And she is pretty good. She's definitely come on this year from last year. She came over from netball, so it's been a little bit of an adjustment um, in her first season. She did well last year, but she's just brilliant this year, getting better all the time. Um, Brody Grundy is coaching, um, being the ruck coach, and I reckon we're actually seeing that in some of his, um, some of Sharni's work, um, particularly down at ground level, like she quite she um, she roved her own tap a couple of times um, this weekend, and she's making sure that she is a round the ground player, not just a um, not just an at the bounce player. Uh, she's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, so I did notice Sharni last week. Very good the rack, very good mark, very good uh, all round. But uh, yeah, better if she handballs than kicks. I still think.
1: And that is another way in which she is similar to Brody Grundy in that he used to be a terrible kick too, and now he's not. So this is only Shani's second year playing AFL. She can get better at that. And the other thing I would say to you is her kicking action may not be regulation, <laughs> but she hits the mark.
0: Well, true. It's it's about how well, not how, right? <laughs>
1: There. She kicked a goal last week and a uh, couple of kicks she had landed on the chests of her um, her teammates this week. So don't right. knock it, best on ground.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, for me, I've got a really bold call. Bernardi's going to kick more goals than points. Simple <laughs> as that. She's in the right position. She sprayed them left. She sprayed them right. That was just this week she's going to average out and put it through the middle.
1: Okay. Well, that'll make you uh, – That'll make you a bit challenging for um, for North Melbourne if she does that.
0: Right. Okay, so moving on. Now, normally at this stage, I think we set aside some time for you to have Alexandra's rant and just talk about one of those things that uh, really annoys you about what's going on with AFLW and the way it's organised. But I actually think we already ranted quite a lot during the actual podcast so far and maybe it's best if we skip this this week
1: uh only because we're running out of time and also because i do tend to rant quite a lot about everything so um okay
0: okay no worries so look are you getting out to the game this week
1: well, I'm not coming over to Perth to see, um, to see Fremantle and Collingwood, unfortunately. Thought about it, but um, I'm not making it over there. I will, however, head over to Prince's Park on Sunday to see Tigers and Roos. So um, I might even barrack for you.
0: Oh, thank you. That'd be awesome. Unfortunately, I won't get to anything. I'm not even get to the Collingwood one because I actually, uh, I'm actually in the Rottnest swim. Well, I'm paddling for the Rottnest swim. So that will take me out of action for footy this weekend. But I guarantee to watch it all on replay. All right, Excellent. so with that, we should wrap it up and finish with our famous two-word finish. Go Tigers! Go
1: Pies!